Welcome to Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by both of our Blues Beat reporters, Jim Thomas, who's ducking out from his live chat for a few minutes, and also Tom Timmerman. Well, guys, uh, a fun night for the Blues and for Pat Maroon. He comes back to town as a Tampa Bay Lightning. And a real cool thing, he gets his ring in a ceremony, nice video, uh, video presentation, hugging uh, gently <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko, Alexander Steen, uh, uh, Alex Petrangelo. Just a cool night. I just want to get your, open with your thoughts on, on how that played out. Yeah, he was well-received. The crowd loved him. Yeah, I, I was wondering if he was going to injure Tarasenko there in the, uh, in the hugging there, get too emphatic. Um, <laughs> but, he, I mean, he hugged. He hugged, and he hugged Doug Armstrong, too, and he hugged him coming and going. Yeah. You know, around, and the crowd loved it. And, uh, and then uh, Pat Maroon may have been, like, the best guy, one of the best guys on the ice for Tampa last Yeah, he night. almost he, scored two goals. You know, uh, the Blues seem to do, do it upright, even when the players that have left the team that weren't on the cup team come back, except, you know, give them a little video tribute, a little applause, except I don't remember they did anything like that for Dimitri Askin when he, he returned <laughs> yeah. last year. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. Michael Delzato didn't get a only there a couple days before, and uh, yeah. did, did that's right. Yeah. That DZ was yeah, it didn't uh, roll was out there. the carpet for for him so much. It'd be difficult <laughs> to cut together the highlight clip of Michael Delzato's yeah. time with the uh, with the Blues. Yeah, well, that's probably why they didn't do it. Yeah. So much to go through, not enough time. I mean, we've got to get the game. I, I liked it. it; was short and sweet too. It wasn't it wasn't too long. It, it, it was great, and then they. They got on uh, with the hockey. I, I love late in the game how Maroon thought he scored. He had the stick up. Oh, in the he air, did. And then it was, oh, never mind. Mm. Would have been the game tying goal. It was typical Maroon sweeping mm. a, some loose, a loose puck back towards the goal and Bennington. It didn't go under him. Bennington, some was sprawling out and managed mm. to keep it out. And But he is, you know, for, for Maroon and the Lightning, it's been, what a great marriage. He wants mm. to keep going. He's playing for a cup contender. And boy, they need a guy like him. And the coach loves him. Jeff Goober's all he's just uh, uh, just a big fan there in, uh, with uh, in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, Cooper they, had him in mm-hmm. uh, with the Bandits, and uh, mm-hmm. JT had a chance to talk to Papa Maroon, and uh, we, we yeah. talked to Cooper about him. Phil and, Phil mm-hmm. loves those. Uh, he loves those dad's trips. He's been on like twenty seven of them. Because, you know, uh, Knows all the parents in yeah, the league. Pat, Pat, yeah. has, uh, Pat has gotten around uh, a little bit, but for this dad's trip, he just had to drive from Oak for the first leg. Now they're they're up in Chicago. Chicago. I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow, but yeah. he just had to drive from Oakville down yeah. for this one. But it was it was strange to see Phil Maroon and uh, and uh, Braden Chen's dad. I forget his Jeff Jeff yeah. first name wearing the little Tampa Bay uh, yeah. Tampa Bay uh, Lightning stuff. But uh, yeah, always good. to – Always good to see Patty. Uh, Patty. Oh, we missed a big rig. He was a go-to mm-hmm. guy. You know, he, he was, was. A, not only he was a good leader and a good team guy, mm-hmm. but he was also a good spokesperson for the team. Yeah, I was wondering what would have happened last night if if Maroon had gotten like in a fight with Clem Costin. What would what would the crowd sentiments have been if those two were like you know duking it out on the ice? Would it, would they have been supporting Maroon because they love Maroon? You love a fight, or was like no, no, but we moved on now. We got the Clem Costin. That, that would have been now. a tough one. We know, we know, Bruce fan, Blues fans absolutely adore prospects, mm-hmm. any kind of prospects. Always mm-hmm. that promise of a bright future of mm-hmm. coming out under the Christmas tree, and they're all kind of <laughs> presents. Except the one year, Stephen Thomas woke up and said, "James, you should see all the good presents you've got." He opened all my presents. In here. <laughs> anyway, but then Pat Maroon, as you uh, astutely noted during the game, they just when he he went and uh, they had the too many uh, what was it the trapezoid penalty? The trapezoid. Yeah. Yeah. They cheered when it was announced that he was serving the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a St. Louis. So they love their they love yeah. their Pat Maroon. Well, this is a town where I believe So Taguchi got a standing ovation when, <laughs> when he returned. So you know they really love Pat. And I, I believe him when his dad said, uh, 
even after Pat left for the summer, just he and his wife would go out. They'd recognize they were Maroons. Not now, your your drinks are on us. Your meals on us. This guy's he's he's set for life in this town. Well, yeah, I mean, and one more thing on on Maroon that was the biggest goal of the postseason. It was do or mm-hmm. die. One bounce would end their season, and it, a couple mm-hmm. bounces almost did end their season. Yeah. And then Pat made the bounce that kept their season alive. So mm-hmm. no bigger moment in that whole yeah. postseason run than than his elimination goal against the Stars. Yeah, that you know, credit to Robert Thomas who did a lot of the work on that. But Pat was the guy that put it in, and yeah, who knows if they? Obviously, if they Dallas wins that game, it's yeah. a very different offseason for everybody. Yeah. You two mm-hmm. thought it wasn't going to you two because I I had not been exposed to all the uh, trauma of past blue season. You guys that night in the press box, you thought there's no way the blues something's going to happen. The blues. Well, yeah, I I I did again. I always say I always my I I had my. Uh, all my decades of blues memories flashed before my mm-hmm. eyes as the great Rupe Hintz went in there in the last minute. Like, oh, here we go. Some yeah. guy named Rupe is going to go in and, and end it. Yeah. Uh, they dominated an entire period, and this guy's going to get loose. Yeah, and you were vis- envisioning headlines. Rupe, Knox, Blues, Loopy. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But all right, and before, while we still have JT, before he gets back to his live chat, which uh, you can join in, uh, it, well, we'll probably post this this afternoon, and JT will still be in the chat. But anyways. In the future, Wednesdays at 1 yeah, o'clock. Wednesdays, one of our two guys here, Tom or JT, mm-hmm. will do your live chat. But uh, your thoughts on the game. There was – I was talking to Tom before we went on uh, in the studio, a playoff caliber game against an elite opponent and really brought the best out of the Blues. Yeah, and they uh, they really seem to play well these last couple. Of, these are some of Tampa's best teams, and the, the Blues are 3-0 and against them all with uh, Jordan Bennington, who, who apparently, maybe you guys can discuss why I leave, had a problem with the stat keeper <laughs> and the shots on goal last night. But, uh, uh, yeah, they seem to play Tampa well. Tampa looks like to me like are they trying to play a little heavier style, not just with Maroon, but yeah, it was a fun game to watch, especially that's from the second period on. It was it was a very compelling, I thought. Yeah, Cernak's mm-hmm. trying to play a heavy game. Old Eric there, he's mm-hmm. a he's a load on D, and yeah. and our friend Kevin Shattenkirk, not so much a heavy game, but you can see why on that team, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk's going to revive his career. That team can skate; yeah. it's got skill, and and he's a great fit. Yeah, it, it is the the right place for Shattenkirk, the, the, for the kind of game he plays and the kind of thing he does. And, yeah, yeah here's a guy that was, you know, get bought out of his deal and you're the team he wanted to play for that is you can't go home again, apparently. But no, his his, his homecoming, JT, not as good as the Patrick Maroon one-year uh, no, homecoming. No, no, not not uh, not at all. And uh, Shattenkirk, a very popular locker room guy. Too, too, oh, like yeah. you mentioned Maroon. The thing with Maroon, Good or bad, he was always available in the locker room and honest. Good or bad for the team, or even good or good or bad for himself. He he would sit there when when we thought he wasn't going to make it to Pat Maroon bobblehead night in <laughs> early January that he, yeah. he might be traded or whatever, and and he'd be there t- talking about it. So yeah, uh, scribes, we 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 respect that in a player. It's easy easy mm-hmm. to talk when you've you got a hat trick or uh, got gotten a shutout in that, but. Uh, uh, Maroon was uh, he was a stand-up guy in that respect, and uh, Kevin was a whole different type of guy. But he'd have some tough nights, some giveaways that uh, mm-hmm. and so forth. But you know, I mean, it's just it's just a, a pleasant dude, and yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, he's not going to change their chemistry except that he'll fit and he won't be a problem. And he admitted mm-hmm. uh, when he were t- we were talking to him yesterday that yeah, he's kind of doing what he's supposed to do: power play guy, move the puck. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a, t- a top. Pairing D man, yeah. he, he, he's not. He's not that. Yeah, guy. He's, he's seen his limitations, knows yep. what is his best game, and is going to do his best game, and is not going to be miscast in a role that will 
not be good to him. All right, last thing before Jim Thomas goes back to his live chat, we got to bring him up because it's Jim Thomas's personal project, Oscar Sundquist. Man, he is uh, a guy we, we, you know, he took some heat on the net front for just hanging around, not doing much of anything for a whole year. Except uh, absorbing the occasional shot, right? Yeah, he, he oh, it just it just was unlucky. And now, the man, the guy, Craig Brube just pointed out that skating is so much better, and it was better last year, and it's good this year. You know, there's one example of how guys can grow as all the whole team scrambles to fill the vacuum of Vladimir Tarasenko being out. Yeah, he had six. Every shot on goal he had last night was statistically graded as a scoring chance. So uh, mm-hmm. somebody's got to shoot more without Tarasenko in the lineup. Peron mm-hmm. has at times, mm-hmm. Petro, Pareko, but uh, Sunquist And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it, it, and and we've 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 asked Baruby about this a few times, but yeah, it's he's, he's like he's almost a different player, and especially the aggressive part, just not in 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 shooting the puck more, but he'll, he'll try to rough people up. Uh, he just got him. fined for running. Uh, yeah, 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 seven seven grand, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know maybe a a couple weeks' pay for a sport writers, but yeah, he got mm-hmm. almost eight grand. He got fined. Yeah, luckily he's got a little better deal now. It would have yeah. hurt a lot more when he was just on that basically an entry level deal, but. You can absorb the hit a bit now. I don't think you can write that off as a business. <laughs> it's a charitable <laughs> contribution because it goes to the uh, league. Uh, uh, we we got to ask him about All right. Well, we'll let Jim get back to his live chat because he wants us hanging here all all day. But unfortunately, yes. uh, the it's people fun, are it's fun with you guys. The questions are piling up in the queue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On STL and today. they're probably some of the stuff we're discussing there. So you can multitask with the multimedia with the, with our. With our Blues coverage. I'm yeah. sure you guys will discuss Robert Thomas at uh, We at will. Center. All right. And, and then uh, I'm leaving. All right. He's <laughs> leaving. And then you can, uh, by the way, you can always check out transcripts to our live chats. And we'll all fo- also break out the greatest hits of JT's live chat <laughs> in, mm-hmm. a, in a quick hit segment. And so, yeah, let's uh, JT set it up for us. Uh, Robert Thomas moves to center. And he has a classic playmaking moment uh, where uh, a guy you want in the pivot the type of play you want from your center. Nice little behind-the-back, no-look, uh, good feel for the game pass to, to Sonny, and who had a, had a great, you know, right dot, mm-hmm. clean look at the goaltender and picked the spot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for Thomas, that's, I think, what we've been waiting for uh, to see him at center. Yeah, and Sonny did a good job of lulling the defense to sleep by falling down yeah. and then getting up for the shot. So that was no one ever expects that when the guys yeah uh, the old you know, one through the trap door up those up. But as for Robert Thomas, we were talking about the need to get more shots, and one of the things that Robert Thomas hasn't done as a wing is take more shots. Um, and so I mean, he seems to when he was playing the wing, he was still thinking like a center, thinking I need to pass, I need to set guys up, and now. He's a center, so now that's all he has to do is set guys up, you know, to take the occasional shot, but find guys, in this case now finding Oscar Sundquist and Zach Sanford, and setting up plays, and as he showed last night, he can do that very well. So this will probably help offensively for the team because it takes a non-shooter and puts a shooter on, whoever the whatever the numbers work. Uh, Tyler Bozak, who's gone from center to a wing, is going to have to shoot more than he has in the past. But uh, yeah, he's good at finding guys. And now if he can be setting up Sunquist and Sanford, who's in Zach's numbers have made a little rise lately in his shots. So if that starts happening, this team needs to get goals. This team is, you know, before that empty net goal at the end last night, they were looking at their fourth straight game of only two, no more than two goals. Uh, you're not going to win in the NHL scoring two goals a game. That's just not going to happen. So 
uh, this is something as this team looks to where they can find offense, you know, maybe this is the answer. Is he going to be there the rest of the year? I don't know. But for right now, it's it's a good place to start on looking for offense. Well, I think we all know that someday, Tom Timberman, <laughs> the dream line that keeps coming up in our chats, <laughs> that is Robert Thomas entering the great Clem Costin mm-hmm. and Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Because that would have all your elements. I mean, Kyrie's a, as a skate and shoot guy, creative in his own right. Uh, mm-hmm. Thomas skates, creates space space for himself, yeah. uh, involves his teammates, and Costin has demonstrated in the limited time that he's had in the NHL mm-hmm. so far. He certainly knows where the net is, and he's yeah. willing to go in there and, and yeah. he joust a bit yeah. around and, the and he'll go the on the forecheck and get you the puck back if you if you send it in there. He'll go down there and get it, and then uh, retain possession and make get the play going too. If it's not just a Robert Thomas carrying it into the zone. So, yeah, that'll, that will, that, you know, theoretically uh, could work. But, um, you know, Clem cost in two games. First game, really good. Second game, we didn't see him that much. Right. Last night. A little bit that he played. He had a couple battles where he clearly, had, you know, was doing what he's supposed to. But without the minutes, it's hard to get in the flow and have the hits that he had in the first game. And I think he goes back to San Antonio as they decide mm-hmm. uh, how to, what to do with their group, how they're going to handle their fourth line. I think you've seen enough of Sonny when he's moved up in the, the lineup that he can move up and be successful mm. and maybe answer some of your top nine questions. So I, I think they've got they've got the cover they need uh, for the uh, the bottom of the, that last group. And mm. so I, I can see Clem going back and getting a substantial amount of more, more work in the HL. Mm. But at some point, you know, the little bit that we saw, clearly this guy it could be a Barube guy. Yeah. You know, he bangs yeah. – and he knows where the net is. He doesn't play in the perimeter, and he goes into the walls. Didn't do anything stupid mm-hmm. in the limited time yeah. that he's had here. Yeah, there were but, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. There were no drop passes to the other team. They're setting up easy chances. He did. He, he played the kind of game they wanted him to play, and they did all the things. He checked the boxes, and yeah. And I think the you need to kind of dial back. I mean, he had a very good first game, and but he's likely gonna unless injuries catch right. up with his team he's going to be back in san antonio right that's, at some point and right the lessons learned here he can apply there and then the next time he comes up because this team jordan Cairo, is you know two weeks away maybe i don't know how much time they want him to get in down there they got to make a decision on troy brower tonight right. or tomorrow as to what his future is you know alexander steen if he's on schedule is you know not that far is a couple weeks away from coming back so um, and De La Rosa, he's a waiver guy, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you're gonna, go he's waiver. likely going to have get the Oscar Sundquist treatment mm-hmm. for the year where he'll be the extra guy just, you know, yeah. in and out and mostly out probably if everybody mm-hmm. else gets healthy. But he is a handy guy. But you gotta you got to grab Chiefs' attention. Yeah. You just have to. And yeah. you may not – who knows how many chances you get. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. he, yeah, the few he's had, he, there was nothing that made you say, wow, Jacob De La Rose is uh, – is a guy that you want to do more. And uh, Baruby has said, you know, they he's got the tools, he has the potential, he could do it, but he we haven't seen it from him. All right, now, a, time. same category, but we've seen some flashes of it. The consistency is still there to be um, gained, they hope. But at times, the eternal Zach Sanford project <laughs> appears to be uh, – Working at times, no, mm-hmm. but there were even going to the Tampa Bay game. He was in some skirmishes around the net, and and you know he was trying to get in there and jam around the net. It didn't have any success doing that, but no. you know, the, but at times you saw what you want to see from a guy that's uh, six four, not 
not a hulking guy like a maroon, but you know he's he's got the potential to play a, a bigger game, and I'm seeing it at times. But yeah. I guess the question is, as you mentioned, with all these other guys, all these other pieces, how do I mean? How much more time does he have to uh, where he's going to know that he's in the lineup? Yeah. Before how long before he goes back into that category, of moving in and out? The, the clock is running. I think on Zach Sanford. You know, right now, if you look at the twelve guys that played forward last night. Okay, Costin would would be would come out because they could send him down to the minors, and then after that, Zach Sanford is probably the guy you think who if you're someone's coming out of the lineup, it's probably him. So if, for instance, they decided to keep Troy Brower, or or when Cairo gets called up, if those guys are playing, who comes out? And and right now, Zach Sanford is the candidate. The last few games have been better. We've seen the ups and downs of Zach Sanford's career all the time. He's been in St. Louis, and he. And he just needs to keep, you know, and he hasn't been able to do it. And he told me a couple of weeks ago, he just, you know, his, his head goes off at times and he just, you know, isn't as focused as he needs to be. And he needs to be able to bring that focus to his game where he does all the things that he knows he has to do. And now he's got to start also, he's got to get the puck in the net. I mean, that's something. He's got one goal and it bounced off his stick as he was mm-hmm. trying to get out of the way in Detroit. I mean, he's He's got to bring, he's got to, physically get the puck into the net if he's going to justify his presence here. Because he's not going to be uh, bulldozing guys as, as mm-hmm. a, the way a Sammy Blay, who can who showed really nice offensive flashes again, but also bulldozes people. Yeah. He, he does both, which is why Sammy's in such good stead with, with Craig yeah. Rube. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing, you know, Sammy Blay's hit numbers are always up there at the top on the team. He does that. And he has, he's had in the past few games some – Puck possessions where he just has taken the puck. He did it last night. He went through three Tampa Bay players going to the net. And and then he I think he was kind of frustrated that he didn't get more of a shot out of it. He cut across and, and uh, the shot, uh, I don't know if it got hit a defenseman in front. But, I mean, he just was able to put the puck on his stick and just move through guys. And he can he can do that. And that's, it's, it's impressive to see when he does that. Well, one thing the chief always mentions with these young guys, he keeps coming back to the word confidence. And mm-hmm. that is something that uh, Sammy got to that place. Yeah. You know, he, he first he accepted the physical role that that was going to have to be part of what he did to stay in the league. And, and he's grasped that. Now, offensively, the flashes that he's always shown offensively, he's got that. It takes confidence to go and beat a guy and then beat another guy and, and mm-hmm. the look to really make a play instead of just throwing something at the net, but to try to make a good play, which is something mm-hmm. the Chief has been stressing too with the guys. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, he could be a really nice NHL player. He's If he could stay healthy, big F, mm-hmm. the combination, because, you know, he skates just well enough to get yeah. by, and he is physical, and he mm-hmm. has a good feel for the game mm-hmm. and some skill. Yeah, he can be he can be a 20-goal scorer. He can do that. He's not, you know, 15, 18, 20. Yeah. He can be in that – he can be in that range. And and – as long as it was with the Blues, as long as he forechecks the way he does and hits guys getting the puck, he, he's going to stay in the lineup because that's what they want to see. Now, one mm-hmm. challenge you can see coming up here, and I don't know that it's going to be answered easily, uh, as you look at how they're going to configure things. I think we agree that we like Robert Thomas in the middle. We've been waiting to see that. There are a number of options that could work for him in that number three spot. But uh, – but the challenge is Tyler Bozak really is a number three caliber type forward. Mm-hmm. And where does he fit? Does he end up back with, uh, with Thomas and they switch to the flip flop and he's on the, in the third line. I mean, to me, 
you're asking a bit much to throw him up on the, in the in that group with Shannon Schwartz. I mean, because that's that's a premium spot. Those guys, Shen's a hitter and a scorer, and and Schwartz one of the best defensive players. Great feel for the game, and you're going to get matchups that reflect the quality mm-hmm. of those two guys. And you're the third wheel, and you're really that's you're kind of out of your element. Yeah, it's to go from being the third line center to being a, a first line wing is is a jump. And in his four games before he had. Bosek had one shot on goal last night. He'd had zero in the four previous games. So uh, that's really – he's got to be talk about rethinking how you're playing the game. That's right. going to be a big thing if Tyler – I now need to shoot. Um, and it, there would almost be the default setting if you got Shen and Bozak on a line that Shen, because he's played so much wing, is going to – is shown that he can handle being a wing much better because Bozak hasn't played the wing, so we have nothing to go on on this. But – Shen can do that. We haven't seen that Bozak can. So that's a that's a tricky thing. But they've had a tough time finding that candidate to find that person in that spot. And we've seen Blay, and we saw Sunquist, and we saw Thomas. And yeah, finding the guy. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure who is that guy for that line. Yeah, it's interesting mm-hmm. because you look at it offensively. It's you know you can say okay, just turn Shen loose. Uh, he, on the mm-hmm. wing, he's, he could be a skate and shoot guy, and he's done a lot of that in his career. Mm-hmm. He did it well when he, when he first came here, and some of that. And of course, he's also played well at center, and he handled mm-hmm. the defensive responsibilities. I think at center better than than maybe mm-hmm. his scouting reports from Philly suggested he would. Mm-hmm. So, pretty good two way player, and which is not what they really thought they were they yeah. were hoping they'd get that, but they weren't counting on that. Mm-hmm. But what but what about Bozek? If you're in that situation. Can he skate well enough to play the wing and be effective on offense? And defensively, if he's playing center, can he handle that? Because that is a, you know, that's a that's a big that's a. I mean, he's he's a he's a good defensive center when he's in the three spot because you're somewhat sheltered. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you're mm-hmm. in that grouping. You're not going to be sheltered as <laughs> nearly yeah. as much. Yeah. And the people you're going to see is going to look a lot different than the ones you've you know we're seeing with your other group. So, yeah, I just kind of worried about about yeah. how that's going to going to going to play. Yeah, and if if there's something that keeps Robert Thomas from staying at center, that could be it. Because what else do you do? You want to have Bozak in the lineup because right. he's a dependable, quality player. But if he's not the third line center, where and he's not going to be the second line center because Ryan O'Reilly's there. So and you're not going to put him on the fourth line. So it, that third line center was like the perfect place for him. So unless you are moving Robert Thomas up to play a center on a higher line, it's going to be tough to make that make those numbers work out as to where they're going to go. You know, and putting Robert Thomas centering Shannon Schwartz might be getting ahead of ourselves. Right. As to, you know, he's, he's yeah. playing an NHL game at center now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And this is uh, – you look at this, I think we're going to see uh, – it was it was unusual for for the Chief to scramble all of his lines. You know, he he likes to tinker, but he doesn't like to go full Mike Yo. Mm-hmm. But things had obviously gotten stale. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. five goals in three games. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking, and this game was two goals and then the empty mm-hmm. netter. And so there, and it wasn't exactly a, a, a one flurry after another. They yeah. got some shots on goal, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's work mm-hmm. to do. So you're going to keep searching, keep searching, keep searching. Where would you see – I guess the, the clubhouse leader for the opening on the team, the potential opening was Brower. Yeah. Just because, well, he's a, he's very much a Berube mm-hmm. guy. He's a, he's big. He, you know, he's been a leader. He's a good club, good club uh, guy, good mm-hmm. dressing room guy, yeah. good 
good uh, good team guy. You know, he's, knows a bunch of these guys. Yeah, players, and, and he was part of a very successful run earlier. You know, he's a, he's gritty. He'll go in. He'll get tough goals. He's got a good shot. Mm-hmm. Rugged enough character. I mean, he really was part of that heavy feel that that team had when it went to the Final Four. But is there? I guess if they sign him, they must feel like he could skate well enough to still get there. Although it didn't go well in Calgary, and it didn't go much better, or mm-hmm. or maybe didn't go as well in Florida either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be tough because also, I mean, if guys are on schedule for coming back, you know, in three weeks, you know, what is he? How do? How much do they need him? You know, are, are you playing Troy Brower and keeping Jordan Cairo in San Antonio? You know, how long do you want that? You know, you'd love to be able to send him out, you know, but you're not going to send Troy Brower, Troy, Troy Brower down to San Antonio. Or I guess you could, but I don't know how enthusiastic he's going to be about that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a tough call. Brower is a good fit in a lot of ways, but it's, I, I don't know. You, on the other hand, though, if in... If we learn tomorrow, Sammy Blade didn't practice today. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be out for a week, uh, two weeks, well, then you say, gosh, Troy Brower, Brower would be great to have right now. Um, so, and, or if they, you know, if in two days somebody else gets hurt, right. you know, that's the thing. He'd be great to have around. And maybe right now you can keep him and make him a scratch and play him there until Steen gets back. But do you want to make this commitment to a guy who, in three weeks, you may not have room for on the roster. It's interesting because Armstrong has been concerned about the next injury and the next injury, and he knew mm-hmm. what he had at San Antonio. I mean, Walker's a, a guy that could come and play a couple games, but mm-hmm. Brower's a physical guy. Uh, De La Rose is a bigger guy, can skate, can, can kill a penalty. I mean, these guys do have value as, as depth players. The challenge is you, you need those. You know you're going to have a need for them going forward. You can't predict when you're going to yeah. need them. <laughs> But you know that you will. I mean, the mm-hmm. actuarial tables tell you yeah. that, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of carnage. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. It's just nature's yeah. going to run its course. It's, it's a contact league, and you're going to need people. And you don't have – you don't want to rush. You don't want to keep costing around as a, as a guy that's not playing much. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that to Cairo either at this point. And beyond mm-hmm. them, you know, you could bring back Jordan Nolan, who's taken a leadership role in San Antonio for a few mm-hmm. games. But yeah. these are your choices. So um, I – the last thing we should touch on, because we've been talking about all this depth, is that uh, apparently Robbie Fabry is going to bid for the Ross Trophy. <laughs> he, uh, he he leaves the STL, and this is no doubt uh, JT over doing his live chat as we do this. He's probably getting hammered with some Fabry things. I just didn't see it. It just wasn't going to work here, but it certainly does get the fans' attention that he is uh, flourishing with the Red Wings. Yeah. yeah if, I think at the beginning of the year, someone asked me you know, who I thought would have – uh, the biggest turnaround this season. And I believe I said Robbie Fabry would. I either said Robbie Fabry or Zach Samrin. I know I said Fabry in one of these questions, and that he could be a 20-goal scorer mm-hmm. this year. Now, I didn't think he would score those 20 <laughs> goals in Detroit, but I thought he was a guy that could do it. But, you know, would he be doing that with the Blues right now? I, I don't know that he would. Um, you know, would he – even if they said, we fully believe in Robbie Fabry and he's going to be – uh, he's going to play in that spot on the top line. We're gonna, the top line's going to be Schwartz and Shen and Fabry. I, I don't know that this happens. It just seemed as though there was some sort of wall that had been put in place that was going to prevent Robbie Fabry from reaching his fullness with the St. Louis Blues, that his, his future lied you know, down the yellow well, road Well, is it else. fair to say, because you covered sports for you know a variety of sports uh, mm-hmm. for a long time, and you reach mm-hmm. a point where, 
if you've been benched or cast aside or, or kept in reserve by a coach for a, a certain amount of time, you reach, there reaches a point when it's a point of no return, it seems, mm-hmm. where the player no longer believes that they can be – succeed with the team and the coaches can no longer believe that he can trust the player. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just sort of like they've, they've drifted apart. Yeah. And, uh, and then in a sense, Robbie asked for his divorce over yeah. the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been <laughs> separated living in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to, you got to get the sense of that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're eating dinner at separate tables. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, so. It didn't just reach a point with that where from yeah. both sides, they probably needed yeah. just a, Needed a fresh start. Yeah. Needed a, a clean look in. And he gives Fabry, he's got something to prove, and he's playing for a contract, uh, you know, as to what his future holds. And he's showing what he can do. You know, you'd expect a, kind of a quick start at Detroit because he'd be so excited. He's getting way more chances to play there. Uh, and more, you know, as Doug Armstrong said, you know, even Steen got hurt. Robbie wasn't going to be on the power play in St. Louis. It just wasn't going to happen. Uh, he gets that chance in Detroit. So he's going to get chances there that he wasn't going to get in St. Louis. And because Detroit's got no choice but to play him. And the right. Blues had choices. And at, at all those choices, they said, yeah, we got, we're going to play Flim Costin. We're going to play, we're going to, you know, whatever they're going to do. We'd rather right. have Jacob De La Rose than Robbie Fab. Just as an extra, because he's a soldier. We can move him in out of the lineup. He, he knows what the deal is. And Robbie's mm-hmm. over there thinking, I, I asked for a divorce in the summer. I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I've already mm-hmm. put my stuff in storage. Yeah. <laughs> so, Betrayed but, my best friend on the team already, too. And now I hear Yeah, you know, and Robbie, and... you go to Detroit, they got four guys. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. four pretty good good players to build around. And Dylan Larkin and Bertuzzi and Manta and then uh, mm-hmm. Athanasio. These guys are all skilled guys, varying mm-hmm. types of players. Now, he joins. He fits right with that group. And his, mm-hmm. I guess his guy, Bertuzzi, and him, they go back to, to junior. Mm-hmm. And, and Athens, he was an exciting guy. He was playing with two slugs. Mm-hmm. So he's thrilled to have Robbie there. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, and they're not any good. So, but, so if he plays 16, 17 minutes and he has a rough night, he's going to play 16 or 17, yeah. 17 minutes the next night, too, because they don't mm-hmm. have a choice. Yeah. And was he going to do the forechecking with the, you know, with the Blues? I mean, that was not Robbie's you know, no. shtick, you know. To go down there and bang. I mean, he was a quick guy. He was going to dart through guys. That's what he was going to do. So, and to do that, you got to do that at the high level in order to get a sem, at least a semi pass here mm-hmm. for the way the team plays. But even mm-hmm. Tarasenko had to bang around and and mm-hmm. get engaged, or else it was going to be yeah. difficult for him here. So, yeah. and if Vlad can do it, then well, yeah, you know, yeah. So. But good for good for Robbie. This is a good chance, and he's he's a good guy, and a chance to to restake his you know place in the game all right last thing for tom timmerman on this edition of that front presidents calgary flames coming in town and oh my <laughs> this team was really good last year they won 50 games last year they were dynamic sean monahan and johnny goudreau on one line uh matthew kachuk on another uh they uh, uh lindholm had a tremendous breakout playing for the flames coming over from uh carolina with coach bill peters put the word in for him oh boy they're not doing very well, Tom. Are, are, are they this year's St. Louis Blues? Well, they hope so. They've right now they've lost five games in a row. They're below five hundred. They're they've started a four game road trip by coming to St. Louis. They just lost to the Avalanche where they had half the almost all the good players that Colorado has are injured. Mm-hmm. And Colorado still wins that game and, and mm-hmm. they're reeling. And and Matthew Kachuk yeah. at what is he, twenty years old, is twenty one, is he having to be a leader mm-hmm. on the team. He comes back home with those guys and is that the biggest disappointment in the league right now? Yeah, probably from you know, 
for expectations, yeah. I mean, San Jose has been San Jose, Minnesota, you know, but they had rosters and changes, and yeah, Calgary yeah. for and Dallas yeah. started bad, but they've yeah, obviously they, got they've better. They turned it around, yeah. yeah they're, and they're not playing well. Colorado's managed to win despite injuries, and you think you knew L.A. would stink, and Anaheim was going to have trouble, and mm-hmm. you know, so. But man, yeah, they're uh, Calgary. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah, and so you wonder, you know, you would think Peters should be should be safe. I mean, with all they did to get him and what he's what he's done, but you wonder, yeah, what the you know is the clock running? What are how, yeah, how does a hundred seven point team? I mean, they they're not just struggling. I mean, they got outscored like fifteen to three in mm-hmm. a, in their last four games. Mm-hmm. It's not very yeah. good, Tom. No, it is not uh, good. It is not good. So are the Blues catching them in a good time? Is that what you're uh, saying? Well, either they'll that or they're going to be really desperate to the old desperate team thing. Yeah. But, man, and Matthew in front of uh, with Dad in the house is going to want to put on a show. But mm-hmm. it just shows you, man, this is um, – he just – these the victories are precious. The fact the Blues have managed a pile of points is important because it can go bad. Yeah. And in this league, there's not much separation as we, the Blues knew from the other end of the scale last year when yeah. they were struggling. Yeah. But man. I mean, that's the one thing the Blues have done this year is they, they have won a lot of games which they probably shouldn't have won. They've gotten more points than they should have. And the fact that they are where they are in the Western Conference is amazing. And you would think that over time, you know, statistically – Things are going to go back towards the middle, that they're not oh, yeah. going to win the games. And we saw that. You know, they had won five in a row in overtime. Oh, my God, how great they are. Well, yeah. then they go to overtime and they, they lose two in a row. And it's like, you know what? This is what happens. Yeah. You go to overtime, you're not going to win them. Yeah, he keeps oh. spinning that roulette wheel. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're playing you know with some borrowed time here. they got to figure things out. Four regulation losses all year, and almost the entirety of the season has been played in, in like 50-50 hockey. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just been everything's been, you know, you guys are never comfortable writing a game story. Yeah, I'm not once. It's, it's you come <laughs> to that third period. Though the, the uh, overtimes are up in the NHL this year. It seems that everybody seems to be playing lots of overtime games uh, well, this year. And, and, really and the, compact. Yeah, and the last note about that is last year, a lot of people were scoring goals. I mean, it was insanity for point totals. This year, a lot of guys are struggling to score goals. You know, again, going mm-hmm. back to Calgary, Johnny Gujo was went through a stretch last year. It was like Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not been like Gretzky this year. No. So. Yeah. I, I I think this was before the last night's game was over, but I believe last yesterday the Blues and Ottawa had the same number of regulation victories this season. Yeah. So. What is know. that? That tells you how that human. <laughs> hey, Carl Melinda, it's getting windy up there on the tightrope. <laughs> yeah. It's. The very fine line between success and failure. How many, of course, this is a lot of these people are newspaper readers, but how many people would get a Carl Lunder reference? <laughs> a little kind know, of dating myself. You know, there. at practice today, we were talking about the phrase, call off the jam. And we were wondering how many of the yeah. next generation would say, would appreciate the term call off the jam. Well, so, I mean, it's coming back, though. It the is. Roller derby's yeah. coming back in a way. Yeah. It's a niche sport now. But. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's not as we, we saw it on yeah, TV when, growing up. Yeah, and, when Johnny Weston was calling off the jammer, uh, Dynamite Tony uh, Roman, or and uh, down in L.A., you would have had Ralphie Valadares. There, yeah, the L.A. Thunderbirds, yeah. the T-Birds. So, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, we need to wrap up here on Netfront Presence. That's Tom Timmerman. Jim Thomas was in earlier. I'm Jeff Gordon. A reminder to uh, get all of our podcasts on stltoday.com slash podcast. Also, uh, we tell them your folks your friends family that uh, we're out here recommend us you can uh, folks can find us at all your favorite podcast apps uh we'll be back uh, hopefully next week with thanksgiving week we'll try to wedge one in but until then 
uh, for Tom, for me, for JT, for junior executive producer Christina. See ya! <laughs>